Welcome to Above the Mean, a podcast for people choosing to live life on their own terms and not for anyone else. Through mindfulness and reflection, we can begin to find our own voice to be our most authentic selves. I'm your host and your favorite delusional manifester, Veronica Thompson. So I feel like I recently went through a little epiphany and I kind of want to talk about it in today's episode, which I'm centering around the theme of clearing space to make room for new opportunities. Right now is a special period of time. I mean, it's the beginning of March, which symbolizes the beginning of spring. Spring literally symbolizes new beginnings and transformations. Think of it as a season of starting fresh and starting over. It's mother nature waking up from her winter slumber and ready and getting ready to wake up the planet by having the animals coming out of hibernation you have the flowers beginning to blossom and bloom and it's really just this period of awakening this week in itself is a major milestone for me because i'm attending my first ever podcast conference in a city that i've never been to before las vegas and at the end of the week i'll be turning 25 the big quarter life century and it's just a a whole lot of new experiences a whole lot of new opportunities and there's just honestly so much to unpack here so let's get into it Okay, I feel like the best way I can explain it is, have you ever been in a rut, a funk, if you will, and you just kind of find yourself moving through life on autopilot? You're just going through the motions. Your body and mind are operating, but only really out of muscle memory, and you just lose the ambition and drive to do things. I know I definitely go through those period of times, and I often find that in order to get myself out of that funk, I have to either spice things up and try doing something completely new and different and challenging to kind of get my mind re-stimulated, or oftentimes I just kind of sit and reflect and try to sit with my emotions and see what they're really trying to tell me. Now, I told y'all I recently went through an epiphany, if you will, of some sort, and it came when... I kept getting this error message repeatedly. I kept getting the error message of my disk storage being full. And it started about two weeks ago with my personal laptop. I was downloading photos from my last shoot when all of a sudden I had the error message pop up of disk storage full, delete to create new space. And I was like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's been a while since I've gone through and deleted a bunch of, like, my old files. So I kind of went through and I cleared out my old files to make room for all the new. And I didn't really think much of it until a few days later at work, on my work laptop, I received the same message. Distorage full, delete old files to create new space. And now this wouldn't be that weird Except for the fact that I received this message not once, not twice, but three times on my work laptop within the same week, which was really odd because each time I would go through and delete a bunch of files to create room for new space, for new projects, but I kept receiving the same error message over and over again. And now this is when it gets really freaky. A few days ago, I received the same message but on my phone i had ran out of storage space on my phone and so at this point i'm really just like what 
what's going on here? Like, what? what's the gag? Where? Where's Ashton Kutcher at? Am I being punked? Like, what's going on, universe? Like, why are all my devices running out of storage? Like, why am I constantly having to go through and delete old files again and again and again? And it didn't hit me till one night when I was on my couch going through my phone, deleting old photos and videos to make room and space for all the new videos and photos I plan to take this week in Vegas. And it dawned on me, this was a test. This was a test from God and the universe. I had been telling them that I wanted a new life where I achieved the goals that I had set for myself and that I'm trying to manifest. And God's essentially testing me, basically saying, all right, if you desire this new life, then you're going to have to show me. Show me that you're no longer choosing the easy way out, that you've learned from your past mistakes and that you're mentally in a better and clear place. Then and only then am I going to grant you the desires that you wish. Because in order to fully take advantage and flourish in this new life that I want to manifest for myself, I have to show the universe that I've learned the lessons, that I've learned the lessons that they were trying to bestow upon me in the last quarter century of my life as I'm entering into this new quarter century of my life. Like, that's what I'm saying. Y'all already know that I subscribe to the notion of being positively delusional and just and the synchronicities of the universe and the world and just how so many different coincidences, like when coincidence after coincidence happen, that it cannot be a coincidence. Like it's literally the universe or God trying to tell you something. They're sending you a message. And it just so happens that the timeline for all of this coincides with the beginning of March, which symbolizes new beginnings, new opportunities. And here you go with me. Like it's really a dominoes effect. Essentially, March is the launching pad. We're moving into spring. It's the resurrection of your stagnant energy. You're waking up. Like I said earlier, March is really the time when you're beginning to take action. Yes, the calendar year says that January is supposed to be the month of new start and new beginnings. But if you were to follow the calendar of the universe, of Mother Nature, of just the natural law, March is actually really the month for new beginnings and just overall symbolizing new. But keep in mind, spring is not only for blossoming flower buds. It's also used for pruning. All right, staying in theme of Mother Nature and spring, I'm going to give this analogy. Spring is not only for blossoming flower buds. It's also used for pruning. It's getting rid of the rotten and dead leaves that are draining energy from your plant. They're taking away valuable nutrients from the other leaves and the part of the plant that is trying to flourish and grow. So like plants, new beginnings isn't always just about the good. You sometimes need to assess the old and the bad things as well, the things causing your vessel, your plant to rot. Not all growth is going to look positive. Sometimes you're going to have to prune the dead leaves off. You're going to have to make those decisions to get rid of friendships, relationships, situationships that are just causing you to rot, causing you to question who you are, question your values, question your authenticity. Sometimes you're going to have seasons where your flowers are blossoming and you're experiencing so much positivity. Like you're experiencing so many new opportunities, so much good and just blooming growth that leaves you in a whirlwind. And sometimes you're going to have seasons where 
you're pruning, you're getting rid of the rotten leaves, the bad leaves. You may have gone through a breakup. You may have had a family member or a loved one pass away. You, you experienced hardships. You experienced the rotten parts of life. But each of those experiences, both good and bad, have a profound effect on you. And it's kind of weird how it's the season when you're pruning, the rotten season, that you do your most growing, in my opinion, at least. And that's why I'm saying the timing could not have come at a more symbolic time. Like I was forced to essentially get rid of all the old things that were no longer serving me that were just kind of sitting there taking up space in my life and make room for the new space. It's just, it's freaky. Like you can't tell me that all of these coincidences and all these synchronicities do not align and intertwine with one another. Like this is all a part of the bigger plan, the bigger scheme of things. This is the universe literally at work. Now, from a tidiness standpoint, clearing out the clutter is a very sensible and obvious thing to do. People tend to operate better in a clean space. I know I do. I know whenever I'm feeling really anxious, I often look around and it's because my house or my apartment is kind of a mess. And so I clean it up so that I'm able to get this sense that it's easier for things to just kind of flow and go and you're not as anxious. But oftentimes we don't clean the clutter because we think it's going to be time consuming and you don't want to waste your time or it just simply, it feels overwhelming sometimes. And as I was going through and clearing out my devices, I realized how much of the old stuff I had hung onto. And for what? For fear, possibly, I think. Fear that I would forget the memory that I would somehow lose or miss out on something, lose a part of me possibly. I don't I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking about that one. But I've realized that holding on and clinging typically stems from a mentality of scarcity and lack, a fear of never having enough or even worse, a fear that you'll never have more, that you won't be able to recreate that same feeling or memory. It's all a mentality of limitation. And the most important thing that you can do is realize that that limitation is only holding you back. The act of clearing out the old has been extremely cathartic and therapeutic and is at some times kind of an energizer level. Like it energizes you in a way. By going through my phone and deleting old photos and videos, I'm releasing physical clutter and junk and I feel so much lighter and clearer. And I'm not going to say that it, it's not an easy task to do because it, it wasn't. I think one reason we often hang on to things is because we fear emptiness. That's why we try to fill up our lives with things that soothe us, that comfort us, that make us feel better in some way, shape, or form. When we let go, we're allowing new space to free up. It's kind of like what I said a few episodes ago about approaching your mind the same way you do when you clean out your closet every year in order to make room for the new clothes you want to buy and bring in. It's the same concept. It's the possibilities of new friendships or relationships that might spring up a new job or career opportunity. Letting go of the old is an act of trust and a signal to the universe that you're ready. You're ready to receive something even better. When we hold on to things that we shouldn't, it's kind of a sign of resistance. Like we're not trusting. We don't trust that 
the universe is going to support us and bring us exactly what we need. And it's also a sign that we don't trust ourselves, that we don't believe in our own growth, that we're subconsciously choosing to stay stagnant. So if you're holding on to something, whether it be physical clutter like clothing or something intangible that you can't see, like a relationship or friendship, consider what purpose that thing is serving you. Is it for your own betterment? Is it lifting you up or rather is it dragging you down? As I was going through and deleting photos and videos to clear up space on my phone, it definitely took me down a little stroll down memory lane. But ultimately, a lot of the photos that I got rid of were with friends I no longer talk to or interact with, failed relationships and situationships. And I'm not going to lie, I definitely, I definitely did get a little emotional at times as I was going through, but it was necessary. It was necessary for me to go in and get rid of the old in order to make room for the new. So before my little epiphany, I had originally planned on doing this episode as a list of the 25 things that I've learned in life so far. But as I was putting together my list, it kind of dawned on me. Yes, I could raffle off 25 things that I've learned so far, but that seems a little bit played out. And that's a a lot of lessons with a lot of backstories. And I don't know if y'all truly want to hear all of that. So I decided instead to shrink that list down to my favorite number three and just do my top three life lessons that I think have really shaped not only my perspective on life, but just kind of the way in which I move through life. And so now starting at the bottom with number three is we need the moments of solitude and self-reflection to balance out how much of ourselves we give away. It's taking time to kind of realign and and get reacquainted with yourself. And honestly, I think this was a lesson that I learned kind of not necessarily in therapy, but one day when I was doing some reflection after therapy. Because therapy isn't about just having someone listen to your problems, but it's really about reflection and doing the work yourself outside the sessions. Yes, it's nice to have someone who literally cannot judge you for the things that you've done or the things that you think about yourself. Just like ultimately, that's I think why people love therapy. It's because it's a space where you can just be free to talk and not feel judged. But I think a common misconception that people have about therapy is that it's for people who just want to hear themselves talk. It's for people who don't know how to deal with life and want someone else to kind of tell them what they should do in certain situations and tell them how to live. That's not the case. No, therapy literally is kind of, yeah, you venting, you ranting about your different woes, the different problems that occur on your daily basis. But ultimately, it's you doing the reflection outside the session. But that only comes through self-reflection, which really is easiest to have when you're kind of by yourself, when you're giving yourself that space and solitude to decompress and really just sit with yourself, sit with your emotions, sit with your thoughts. So again, I say it's the moments of solitude and self-reflection that are crucial for us in our life that ultimately help us to balance out how much we give away 
to other people. We are constantly giving our energy to people when we're talking, conversing, when we do things for social media, when we post, when we do things for other people to validate us instead of doing things for ourselves. So don't be afraid to kind of sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts sit with your emotions and your feelings, and truly get to discover who you are. Because that leads me into my second lesson, which is start embracing your quirks. They're what make you unique. They're what make you, you. And by quirks, I mean your hobbies, your passions, your interests, the little things that you like and or do that really define who you are. Like for me, I love to sing. But I am never, and I literally mean never, know the right words to any song. It's very rare when I do, but I don't let that stop me from singing, especially in public. It's like this ongoing running joke actually in my friend group because my friends already know I'm going to sing regardless. And whenever there's a lyric or a melody that I don't know, I'm joyfully just going to do my... And my friends actually join in and do it too. It's become one of my identifying characteristics or the fact that I love anime but specifically slice of life anime which to simply put it is a a depiction of mundane experiences in art and entertainment which isn't all that surprising since my favorite type of photography is street photography. I love seeing mundane normal everyday things being turned into something beautiful because it all goes back to perspective. You may find things about you dull or weird and embarrassing, but chances are someone else is going to see those exact same qualities and be mesmerized by them. So if your quirk is dancing awkwardly and offbeat, if you talk a thousand miles a minute, embrace it, own it. If you don't know sports stats and players, but you can raffle off every artist off the Dreamville album or every Nicki Minaj lyric, like own it, embrace it. When you start living in your truth and acting as your authentic self, you'd be surprised by how many people will begin to flock to you. When you illuminate your own light, you inspire others to do the same. They see your aura, your energy, the love and passion that you're bringing to the world and the love that you're receiving from the world in return. Because the law of attraction, the law of vibration are alive and well, baby. Like I've said, the universe is impartial. It returns the same energy back to you that you're giving it. So if all you ever do is talk negative or release emotions of fear, doubt, and uncertainty, then that's precisely what you're going to get back. You get what you give, you feel me? Now, finally, because I feel like I went on a little tangent there, the last and I think one of the most crucial lessons that I've learned so far is one that my mom actually used to say to me, and it's that in life, happiness is situational. You can be on cloud nine one second and in your own personal hell the next. So what you should aim for is to find inner peace. And that means becoming firmly rooted in who you are so that no one and nothing can ever truly break you. We spend a lot of time searching for external validation from others, and in doing so, we often lose sight of ourselves in the process. Having inner peace means truly being connected and aligned, your mind, body, and soul. Your intuition is operating at a higher level because you're aligned. You're able to immediately tell when something is off or doesn't feel right because you know what your body feels like when it's at peace and when it's not. You're able to tune out the static noise and chaos and return to your breath, your center, because you yourself are the anchor. And when you're able to be your own anchor, you become unmovable. And 
an unstoppable force, if you will. I've always thought there is nothing more dangerous than someone who knows their own worth and knows who they are at their core. People who know who they are tend not to be easily led or influenced by others. So if you take away anything from this episode, it's one, it's important to get rid of everything you don't want and create enough space for the new and exciting things to be brought into your life. And two, in the grand scheme of things, all roads come back to you. It's up to you to tend to the garden in your mind and prune away the dead leaves and roots from your flower. It's up to you to nourish and water your flower so it can grow, whether that's getting a new perspective and putting it in a new environment. But don't forget, all flowers have different timelines. So don't just water it just to water it and go through the motions. Put thought and intention behind your actions. Everything always comes back to you. It's how you perceive things and it's how you act on things that is going to affect the life that you essentially create for yourself. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. There was a lot of flower metaphor talk within that, but honestly, it was kind of perfect. It really tied back into the theme, overarching theme of spring and new beginnings. Love when that happens. But... I may or may not release an episode next week. It really depends on how I'm feeling after Vegas, after the conference, after all the birthday shenanigans. But more than likely, you know me, I'm always going to try to go the extra mile. And I might just surprise y'all and release an episode. And I might just be like, fuck it, I'm tired. Um, We're going to take a little week break. But I'll definitely update y'all and let you know on the socials. So if you're not already, make sure to be following the Instagram at Above the Mean and the YouTube channel. I know I've been slacking and I'm sorry for that. Work has been, my nine to five has been a little crazier and hectic than usual. So I've been a little bit behind with the uploading, but I promise that I'm going to get back in the swing of things and I'm going to get more consistent with it. Like anything, it's a process and a journey and I'm learning and I can only get better. I can't get, I could get worse, but I'm not going to get worse. I'm intentionally not going to get worse. And so therefore I can only truly get better. I hope you guys were able to find this episode helpful and that there were some great takeaways and gems that you can use and apply to your own life. And hopefully that this March is a season of blossoming rather than pruning. But if it's not, just know that you're going to make it through and that you're only going to get stronger as a result of it. I'm also putting this out there because I know I posted the new book that I'm reading this month on the Instagram account for Above the Meat and I got a lot of DMs of people asking me where you could buy the book and things like that. And so let me know if y'all are actually interested in starting a book club because I would love that. I'd be more than happy to get a little above the mean book club going on so that once a month we can pick a new book. We'll take the whole month to read it and I'll probably do one episode, like one separate episode, especially dedicated to just kind of talking about the book, talking about the lessons learned from the book, the observations. And maybe before the episode even drops, I'll kind of put together like this Zoom. I've been looking, I've been looking up ideas and I found that you can do like this virtual Zoom conference. And so I think it'd be really cool, honestly, if like everyone tuned in and gave their own opinions of the book and things like that. So I can incorporate it into the episode 
and have that drop. I don't know. These are just things that I'm pondering and I'll have to kind of work out the logistics, but definitely let me know, DM me or leave it in the comment section below for this episode on Instagram, whether or not you guys would be interested in a book club. I'll probably do like a poll or something on the Instagram story. So let me know if you guys would even be interested in the book club. Um, if that sounds like something you'd want to join or see potentially. Yeah. Just throwing things out there. We're spitballing here. But as always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.